going on, everybody? Welcome back to a new and exciting episode of the Vile Files Reality Recap Edition. And oh boy, do we have so much to talk about. We got Love is Blind, episodes five through seven. We got Golden Bachelor. We got Bachelor in Paradise. And more and most importantly, we got Taylor Swift watching the Jeff's Cheats game. Uh, that love affair continues. And we have the one and only Amy Kaufman returns the Vile Files friend of show from the LA Times herself. Welcome back, Amy. Glad to have you. Yay. Yay. Thank you. It's so good to be with you. How you been? Good. Um, I haven't seen you since since you announced you're having a baby. Yeah. And we now- felt we felt our baby kick for the first time <gasps> yesterday. Very exciting. What were you doing? We were just sitting on the couch watching. Well, love football. is blind. Oh. Or football. Which one, one of them? Oh, what no. is it? Yeah, I always sure. ask my female, like, what does it feel like? It felt literally exactly how you could imagine what it feels like. Literally, there's like an alien inside of you. And it just, I don't, it just, yeah, like you are getting like punched from the inside out. It's really weird. Did you like it or were you like, whoa? I was like, whoa. Okay. Oh, yeah. you, and you cool. felt it too? Yeah. For you, well, it's probably awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah you're not it's like the first, it's the like the, going to the doctors and seeing the ultrasounds. We saw the, the 3D, 4D image of her uh, last week. So that was very cool. So, like, anything that, you know, makes it feel more real is very cool for me because other than that, like what makes it real for me is obviously seeing Natalie's belly grow and, you know, anything I can do to help her out is like an ounce of realism in the pregnancy. But like seeing her, the baby, and like actually feeling her kick, that's wild. I was laying down and had like my hand kind of just resting on my stomach, like watching football and I felt it. I just felt her and he puts his hand on it and she kicked two more times. He's like, can you feel that? And I was like, of course I can. It's in my <laughs> Well, I don't know if it was can like a baby or like, like... Only he can. You're feeling it through you're me. Like, yes. <laughs> well, I didn't know if it was like her or maybe something else. It's not like a huge... You know, her feet are so tiny. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. The rest of the night, he's like, have you felt her? Anything else? <laughs> it's like when on? you see a shooting star and then you get really greedy and you're just like, I got to look at this guy all night. <laughs> no, see no, I'm always one. Yeah, like touching so her stomach because I want to like feel every time. she. And I feel uh, I feel jealous that Nally, like when I'm not with Nally, I'm not feeling her stomach. She's going to, she could kick and I won't be there. You're like FOMO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. We I were totally, at dinner I'm last night FOMO. across from each other and I was like, oh, she just kicked. And he was like, no, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't. You can start kicking out. Is Nick, are table? you like the person who's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gay? Like, like I heard you talk in one of your episodes about like we're pregnant. Versus, oh yeah. Like you're like I'm gaining sympathy weight. Like you're that dude. Oh huh? no, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Nick is. Yes. I wanna. He eats wanna so many sweets, and he's like, we're pregnant. We're <laughs> just so crazy. We made the best chocolate chip cookies <laughs> over this weekend. Yeah, it we was did. incredible. No, it was bizarre because Nick's mother makes did, the did best. Did we have a craving? It was Nick's craving. Nick's mother makes the best cookies ever. She was an amazing cook, baker, everything. And so it was really an embarrassing was like, moment for me. Very embarrassing for Nick. He's like, I bought his birthday was last week. So I bought him chocolate chips as like, I'll make you some cookies, you know? Okay. I didn't end up making them because Jojo Siwa sent over a box of like 12 cookies from Crumble, which they're massive. So he sees the chocolate chips in the pantry. He's like, oh, my gosh, you were going to make me cookies. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I really want those. Like, can we do it? And I'm like, sure. He's like, OK, I'm going to go get the mixer. Like, no, no, no. I don't use the mixer. Like, I'll just hand mix it. 
Like my mom uses the mixer. I had, <laughs> like, I had. Oh my that was god! Super embarrassing, and I like was so self-aware I was doing it. But one of those like, but my mom does it this way. <laughs> it's like I'm not your mom. Do you want my cookies or your mom's? And cookies? I felt very Ray Romano on Everyone Loves Raymond, where he's just like obsessed with how his mom cooks. I was very aware of how embarrassing the inner child it was, was very inner child was coming out but anyways natalie stood her ground uh, <laughs> and we, they were we, amazing we, yeah. we <laughs> made them the way she wanted he did to. make me call his mother to confirm the ingredients <laughs> <Is this> okay? <laughs> make sure she them herself yeah Maria has to sign off at every phase they're as good if not better than any cookie i've ever had from my mom wow they were that good that's huge you don't have to say what it is but does she have a secret ingredient I'm happy to share. It's On really the simple. back of the the chocolate house. chips, the toll house, it follow says that follow that. But then it also says at the end, like if you don't use nuts, then use one to two tablespoons of flour more. We and so we and use like one and a half. And then Nick wanted a little extra vanilla extract. Mm. A little extra did. vanilla. A little extra vanilla. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Anytime you're baking a pancake, if, if they ask for vanilla, always add more than they. I agree. Than they ask for. But they're great cookies. That's amazing. It was so good. All right. So. Just to keep, we're going to go Love is Blind, we're going to go Golden Bachelor, then we're going to go, we're going to bring it home with Bachelor in Paradise. Did you cry on Golden Bachelor? Oh yeah, I teared up. So you didn't? Nick was sobbing. Sobbed. Oh, I thought you were like, I'm emotionless. No. Well, it was <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> sobbing. Wait, I have a question for you guys. Okay, so everyone under, well, how old are you now? <laughs> 43. <laughs> yes, okay. But um, the younger generation, I feel like, is so moved by the show, everyone loves it. And then like, people who are my parents' age, like, 65 and over i've heard a lot of specifically women being like oh this is so sad like these women are so desperate and i'm like what What? interesting and there was a column in the la times by this this columnist we have steve lopez who writes about like retirement and being that age and he and he recall like writes about him and his wife watching it and that was kind of their reaction was like they didn't find it sweet and i was like that's so interesting is there something like generationally where they don't yeah. like we're just used to growing up and seeing people on reality TV. I mean, this person you said who wrote that piece yeah. married. Yeah. And to me, just it sounds like it is more like uh, the benefit of still having a partner later in life. Right. And they're speaking from a place of, I guess, relationship privilege, if you want to call it like call it that. And like judgmental be like, well, how could these people not like figure out like. Well, my mom, how- we wanted my mom to go on it, but they said she was too young. 65 which I feel like definitely not no she's not too young but this is way back when this was years ago when they first pitched it okay. and then we just kind of forgot about it but, but my and then now that it's coming out I talked to my mom about it again and was like this is the show and she's like I'm just not really interested in like fighting over a man with a bunch That's, of women and yes. I was like hmm interesting okay I mean it's like that first time you watch The Bachelor which is like it's hard to go back to that mindset but you're when you watch it and you're like why would anyone do this this is like embarrassing and we've yeah. just like watched it so much it's like yeah of course this is what you do on We're the franchise but like for maybe that generation coming into it it's just like this is so sad they're just going to take whoever is given to them like i don't know we'll have to find out i definitely could just... see that though yeah i also think your point is really interesting to think about how this is a generation where you know apart from like some game shows like you know like jeopardy wheel of fortune where they have a real like age span and when it comes to kind of this more like social romantic reality tv shows like these people are probably of a generation where like nobody from their generation has been on these kinds of shows because like Literally. let's say they came to be about 20 years ago like even then they would still be in their like you know 40s or 50s and so it's so fascinating to think about like if 
you had always conceived of reality TV as something like, you know, those crazy young people do who don't have as good judgment. And now all of a sudden it's your peers. Yeah. Like, I can imagine that that would be kind of a shock to the system. and You'd have a big reaction about it. You know, older women a lot of times will like wear shorter hair mm -hmm. and she's like, oh, my God, not that their hair can't be real. Like that's extensions <laughs> or like, you know, like yeah. no one has their a lot of no them don't have natural hair. hair. Yeah. yeah. But good. You know, uh, that, that part's great. That's the classic how people watch these shows yeah. to not only critique on the relationships, but pick apart the people on it and and kind of see themselves through the lens of. Yeah, I, don't know. I think it's I think it's great. But more more on Golden Bachelor later in the episode. Before we get to Love is Blind, Taylor Swift is still in a relationship with Travis Kelsey and we couldn't be happier. So SNL over the weekend decided to re-air Travis Kelsey's episode of SNL. And that reminded me of just why I think these two could be perfect together. I, I still think it might also be a bit of a PR stunt, only because Taylor Swift's at the Jets game, and then it's all this big hoopla, her music, cut to commercial, Taylor Swift's movie, you can buy tickets now. It's like, if oh, this wasn't voice, on per, 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 what? The, the voice commercial with Carson Daly oh, yeah. making everything about football and her songs? Yeah. If it is a PR stunt, on, honestly. Well executed. Well, so, I mean, like, this is beyond incredible. I don't know what's more impressive. Like, yeah. love or? But he was so good on SNL. That was when I truly was like, oh my God, aloha. Okay, like, when, this is embarrassing, but. So I saw this on your Instagram story. I cover, um, <laughs> like, the the coolest, I, I'm not cool, but like every year I get to go to the Vanity Fair Oscars party and like there's really strict rules for that. They used to be you could only go for if you were a journalist like for one hour and they would like come find you, the PR Take person, you to like check in and like leave. Now they let you go for the whole time, but you're not supposed to like approach celebrities. Like you can't interview them normally you're just supposed to observe which i think is kind of worse by the way like yeah just to, like spy and write what they're saying <laughs> like notes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no i'm just watching you <laughs> exactly. Sorry, we can't talk it's so weird i like saw travis kelsey and i was like i was like oh my god i was like you were so funny on snl and i didn't i was like okay athletes sometimes i'm like you really surprised me and he was like oh thank you he was like so obviously so hot and really nice and i was like i feel like i got in early with the travis <laughs> yeah. obsession because i was like but I've being reminded that he even did SNL to me. It was like, that's why these two are perfect. Hear me out. It's because like most people on SNL who host it for the most part are actors, right? They're usually promoting a TV show or movie that they're doing every once in a while you get an athlete or an, a musical performer or like who, occasionally a politician. Sure. When they're that, feeling frisky that um, kind of supersedes their career they're, They've, They've outgrown like their their space and they're so big that they are getting to host SNL, right? Like most musical most musical artists are just musical guests on SNL. But every once in a while you have a Miley Cyrus or Taylor Swift. So but the fact that Travis Kelsey, just being a tight end football player, is so popular and so good and so talented that he can host his own SNL episode. Like to me that like th these two people, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, it can be like, yeah, like they can talk about their SNL episode that they've hosted. And the fact that like they are both individually kind of out, you know, are so talented in their own space just kind of speaks to how like compatible they are and the, how easy it is for them to relate to each other just because they both hosted SNL. The whole relationship's just based so Lauren on Michaels. All we can they think talk Lauren. about is how they hosted SNL. No, I just think, <laughs> no, it just speaks to like why they they work. You know, no, he's, he's not. He's not just some football player. He's he's like a 
Yeah, there was, I saw, this is so embarrassing, on uh, Demois, there was like a, I don't know if it was a podcast clip or something, but they were like, his position in football helps explain why they're compatible because he's a tight end. So he can block interact. Yes, he can, he's willing to block for the star when necessary, but he's also like willing to catch fine, but like run to the end zone <laughs> when he needs to like, be the star or whatever. So maybe that's right. I don't know. He's multi-talented. But, but he can be the center of attention or he can like be around a, a bigger entity than him. True. Yeah. Do you have a Travis obsession or no? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely on their podcast, TikTok. Oh, I was like, like you went every- to New Heights. <laughs> no, every TikTok that I scroll is about the Kelseys, their podcast. Um, this morning I learned that Travis got kicked off of his college football team. For what? For testing for marijuana. I love it. And his coach is like, sorry, but like you're cut, you're done. Can't have you on the team. That's like not acceptable. And he went and moved in with Jason. They put their queen beds next to each other in a one room, like live together. And Jason was like, you're going to be on the right track. Like you cannot do this. You can't fuck up. He went and talked to that coach. And the coach was like, all right, you have to maintain a 3.0 GPA. You cannot miss a single class. You'll be drug tested every month. Like figured a shit out. Figured a shit out. Wait, the the pushing the beds together. Was that? (laughs) He said. He had a room big enough to fit two queen beds. So I think maybe there was a little walkway in between. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but basically. There's two snuggling. giant men. Two <laughs> six, five, 250 pound men. No twin XLs for them. Yeah. No, I've no, seen no. so many hilarious tweets over the last week about them. Like it was like, just let her have someone with like slight brain damage who she can climb like a tree. <laughs> That's like what you want. <laughs> yeah. And then you got his ex who's really trying to milk this. Did y'all see that interview with Insider? She called him a narcissist. Oh, she no, be- no. She said, this has nothing to do with Taylor. It's cute, though. I had him first. She did not. No, she, yes, did. she did. You haven't seen this? Yes. No, I don't give time to the exes. <laughs> <laughs> we only do because it just, she lost all credibility by saying how much she doesn't care, but kept trying to throw Taylor under the bus. And then she just flippantly like called Travis a narcissist. It's like, all right, just join the buzzword community. We truly are at a time where... We've just replaced words, you know, narcissist and gaslighter used to be like definitions to describe like certain types asshole. of people. Now it's <laughs> yeah. just like jerk and asshole. We just don't call people jerks and assholes. They're just narcissists now. Mm, it's that's like, true. You know, she's like, oh, he's just a narcissist. Like, OK, you he he stopped <gasps> liking you. The interview she was- said Swifties are aggressive, very negative, very hypocritical. Well, be- it's really crazy to me that someone negative. I think is positive and really nice. This is such a negative and angry fan base. Well, because they're all she's telling- in charge well, of everyone. I they're all telling this. They're all, she was like, I'm getting a ton of death threats from Swifties, which I believe, of course, you know, it's kind of like Selena yeah, Gomez okay, fans. But like, and- stop listening to the 13 year old girls who are DMing you and telling you you should die. Because that's usually what it is. Yeah. And well, yeah, we like- also don't know. And are you going to judge a fan base based on like the fringe extreme? Because yeah. I feel like there's a lot of fan base. And like, granted, I think there's it seems like there's some where there's a little bit more of that. And I know there's a big discussion, especially with like Selena and Haley Bieber, like going back and forth about how much are you responsible for your fans actions, like especially if they're cyberbullying. But I think the fact of the matter is that a lot of people who are like at a certain level of success do have fans who are going to send unhinged death threats it's, it's in a way a, that's so inappropriate. It's not okay, but it was her delivery as if she kind of was subtly blaming Taylor for it. Right, and it exactly. Was just like, her whole interview was being like, I love Taylor, but she fucking sucks. It was basically the tone of the interview. And it came off of her liking that Instagram post saying that Taylor Swift's a five. Like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, feminist, like anti-feminist queen. What are you doing? That's so icky. I, I'm just all in on it. Like I need. I last night. First of all, like 
it's made Sundays so much better. Oh, like, yeah. I don't have to just tolerate, like, I'm just be on my phone while my boyfriend's watching football. Like, I literally was invested. I was like, 520, babe, that's when it's on. And then, like, during <laughs> it, I was like, look up when Taylor's international tour starts. So I guess she's on the road from, like, the early November, but just for a month. And then it goes, it starts again in March. So I was like, okay, so... They're only missing like three weeks. So like they could still be dating because that's not like so long to be apart. Right. Because yeah. they can make I mean, it work. Yeah. Doesn't yes, like a bit God. of it overlap with his bye week too? Like he could go out to like the UK or Paris and they could have a Wait, little. Yeah, that's right. Or, his yeah, like bye Argentina week, yeah. or something. His bye yes. week is when she plays in Argentina. Wow, guys. We and, are and, sad. And, and, and NFLers <laughs> do get out of town for their bye week. Also, it's one of my favorite things too, because as being a huge football fan and pop culture fan, it's I I I am getting a real big kick out of the non pop culture football fan guys who are just losing their mind when they're like, I don't I just want to watch football to watch football and I don't want to hear about Taylor Swift and they're just absolutely losing their minds over it. It's fucking It hilarious. is like does it seem like a little much like how much the NFL is Leaning in. Yeah, I mean, it's I would, fun. I, I would what, say it's a like, little like, much. The sales are up. Their viewership is up. Like, why wouldn't they? Be yeah, why wouldn't they? Like, it? what an amazing opportunity to increase your women audience. Like, yeah, of course they're they should overdo it. I mean, mm. you know what? What do you expect them to do? You know, and now you got Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman and Blake Lively all coming, and it's just like a star-studded. Hugh Jackman is not someone I expected to be part of that friend group. That was well, that's like a Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, they're besties. Best, like best day of Sean Levy's life. And he was like going through a divorce, divorce right now. Right. You know, and yeah. he needs to get out and make some friends. You know? She loves to protect the ones yes. post divorce. Yeah. They're going through the divorce. Sophie, Sophie was there. Sophie yeah. was there. She's like, you know, like animal nurseries where they take like animals from the wilderness that get injured and like nurse them back to health and then like, like set Taylor. them free. I feel like that's like Taylor Swift with broken hearts. <laughs> like yeah. she really wants to like nurture people until they are ready to be free again. Yeah, it's it's such a fun thing. I hope it lasts forever. And it it makes sense. It makes It makes sense, but like it doesn't make sense. I just mean like she's she's has such a long history of dating musicians and actors where I just feel like that's her space and she's so dominant in that space that I like that she is dating someone who's not in that space, who can dabble in that space but be super successful in his own space and he's just as dominant with the world that he operates on and he's super charismatic and super confident and he can certainly hold his own and like I just see that I see that working. Well, you know, on this uh, show, we are all about providing you all a bunch of cool and different ways to be your best self, to feel your best, to take care of your body and meet your wellness goals. And vitamins and supplements is a big part of meeting those goals as well. And we are meeting our vitamin and supplement needs with Care Of. If you haven't heard us talk about Care Of before, well, it's a subscription service that ships high quality personalized vitamins, supplements and powders conveniently to your doorstep every month. Consistency is key and habitual changes lead to results. With Care Of, you get tools and motivation that help you track how you're feeling, notice the results, and adjust your routine as needed. All you do to get started is take a short, simple online quiz about your lifestyle and health goals, and Care Of will give you doctor-backed recommendations. It's that easy. Care Of makes taking your vitamins on the go so convenient. That's one of my favorite parts. If you are taking supplements and vitamins, like you can't just like take it for a day here or a day there. It's like a thing, a build. You know, you have to take it consistently over time for your body to respond. And honestly, ever since Care Of, it's been really helping me stay on that routine. So when you're traveling, you just take those packages that you have curated, you know, by taking that quick quiz and getting the doctor recommended, you know, results. And they curate your personalized, you know, supplement and vitamin needs. 
And they put in these little packages for you to travel, go where you want. It just makes you stay consistent with it. It's game changing when it when it comes to like making sure you hold yourself accountable to actually keep taking these supplements and vitamins. And not all vitamins and supplements are made equally. Making sure that you're getting high quality products is super important and it's super important to care of. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code VIAL50. That's right. Again, to get 50% off your first care of order, that's half off people. Go to takecareof.com and enter code VIALL50. It's a wacky digital world out there, people. It's a super important to keep your data safe and secure. And there are so many different ways out there that your information is exposed. I mean, in 2022 alone, there were over 1,800 data breaches that exposed personal information of over 422 million individuals. So don't be one of those people. You got to protect yourself and your family. And we're thrilled to partner with Aura because Aura is an all-in-one online safety solution that helps protect you and your family from identity theft, financial fraud, and online threats before they happen. With Aura, you can rest easy knowing that someone is looking out after you. Also, in case your identity was stolen, their white glove fraud resolution team will help you navigate credit bureaus, help you initiate credit freezes or lock, and work with you around the clock to resolve it. Aura offers a suite of tools to protect you and your loved ones, including real-time alerts on suspicious credit activity, computer virus protection, parental controls, a VPN, and a password manager. It's a comprehensive online safety solution that provides almost every tool you'll need all in one place. For a limited time, Aura is offering our listeners a 14-day trial plus a check of your data to see if your personal information has been leaked online. All for free when you visit Aura.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Again, that's Aura.com slash V-I-A-L-L to sign up for a 14-day free trial and start protecting you and your loved ones today. Again, A-U-R-A.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Certain terms apply. Be sure to check the site for details. Aura.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Speaking of things we may or may not see working. Love is blind couples. Things have gotten a little bit kooky crazy. Do we want to start with Uche and Aaliyah because that's where we kind of begin this batch of episodes or should we just hop right into the like Stacy Izzy? Uh, no, let's go. It's kind of well, Amy, what are, you mentioned that you were a slightly down on this season. Yeah, I don't think this is the best season. I mean, obviously one, I think having only two couples they're following is just inherently less. Well, three. Oh. Oh. We started with three. But it's yeah, but we very quickly lost yeah, the, yeah. the sugars immediately. Kind sugar of fell butt off. and sugar. Yeah. The sugar, sugar high ended. Oh my gosh. Sugar, sugar, sugar butt. butt. Oh my There's God. so much drama this <laughs> so season. Upsetting. Please call him sugar butt. Sugar butt. Oh my God. Sugar butt. <laughs> who called who sugar butt? <laughs> Taylor and JP. Okay. Taylor called sugar JP butt. sugar butt and he called her sugar, I believe. Okay. Yeah. What I'm getting that. But also, did we hear Derek's comment? <laughs> I said sugar turns sour. Ooh. Ooh. Sour butt. <laughs> why? Has anyone like actually understood why that guy wears only? You're wearing Nick Americana. Nick wearing JP merch <laughs> I'm wearing today. JP merch yeah. today. <laughs> I bought this over the week and I'm like, I'm wearing this today. Uh, why? No, it's so fucking bizarre, his red, white, and blue. I really want to have just like an OOTD of him on 4th of July. Oh my like God. How <laughs> my closet's like, like what, is, what are we giving, right? Like, is it what is it that? normal? Like everyone else, like his day-to-day or does he go to the extreme? I feel like he would go to the extreme. Yeah, right? 100%. Yeah, I feel if, like he if, gets an animatronic bald eagle that he like flies in on to the barbecue and is like <laughs> in more prints than you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If March 12th is him wearing 
red, white, and blue sneakers <laughs> and red, white, and blue sunglasses and red, white, and blue t-shirts, then what is the 4th of July? Yeah, that's a great question. Oh, yes. Yeah. A patriot. I love Love is Blind because even with I'm Bachelor, we, we don't try to recap the people or recap the characters. And Love is Blind like, is casting like real-life people in real-life relationships and showing real-life situations where... It's just a group of people with red flags. Everyone, we, we, we could go down this list between Uchi, Aaliyah, Johnny, Lydia, Milton, Taylor, JP, Stacy, Chris, and Izzy, and we could sit there and spend 20 minutes talking about each person's red flags. You know, like they've all, they've shown red flags from each of these people. And that's kind of what dating is. You know, it's just like no one's perfect. Everyone has their flaws. Everyone has their baggage. Everyone can get triggered when they get triggered. Some of, sometimes they handle it well. Sometimes they handle it poorly. And it's just like fun to break down and dissect, which is what I, because like, yeah, there's no one really here. To, the downside is, unlike Bachelor, Bachelor carves out these characters and they whitewash their heroes. And it's, you know, these good looking, simple people who like are unproblematic. And so you can just fall in love with them via the soundtracks. That yeah, get it's played. just a kindergarten teacher with a heart of gold. Yeah. And it's just like oversimplified. And you're just like, and you relate to them because you think you see yourself through them or whatever it is. And you just love them for it. And then no, you have but your th I think this is why this season isn't good. Because, like, the few personalities that there are are so extreme. I don't see them as, like, everyday type of... Like, Lydia is so intense and, like, over the top. And Milton is, like, clearly just, like, going along for the ride. And, like, I don't know. It's, like, why I don't like Bachelor in Paradise. Because on Bachelor in Paradise, you're just following, like, the people who were the characters of the season. Like, the villains or, like, the... What, you know, like people the controversial. That, yeah, I don't like have real feelings for them. Like I'd necessarily know if she'd want to like hang out with them or something. So it's like it just feels unrealistic to me. It's like the heightened versions of people, not the like every day. I've seen so many Lydia's in my day. I've dated Lydia's in my day. Oh my God, what have you seen Lydia's guys? Uh, maybe not to her like extent, but I definitely have been in rooms with women. I also think we're similar. downplaying I think there's a lack of self-awareness for all of us that like at our worst we don't have cameras on us now when we watch a fight with two people on reality TV we have no grace for someone getting triggered or upset or acting poorly or doing something that requires an apology dude it's not grace it's like her going up being like we are the same we're the same like she's just so intense I'm like no, yeah. take it down 70 notches no. like 70 I, I know but like they're out there like fine but i'm not friends with them i don't want to watch them on tv like sorry <laughs> <laughs> we were saying Period we know like the, we know the producer of the show and i was like texting her from the first episode i was like i cannot stand her this chick so, no, no she, she's but she's awesome tv <laughs> i i struggled her during her scenes as well well uh, yeah let's get into because okay. with lydia i feel like there's a real question about like some kind of some behavior that I feel like is definitely on the spectrum of stalking or being very involved and kind of monitoring a partner when she was talking about, you know, on one hand, I could see how Uche would totally feel really like violated and creeped out by that. I also felt like they were really giving us like the scary, like creepy serial killer soundtrack while he was describing it. What did you make of her kind of texting him a photo from her house and having followed the Instagram stories of several women that he follows. The Instagram stories, whatever, that's embarrassing that she got caught, but we've all done that maybe. But like the sending the pic, I would, if you got a text from someone you were dating, they like- No, you, not dating. Someone you, you just hooking. ended things with. And they said they're in front of your house? Yeah. I see you. According to Uchi, this, Uche, this was after- he Uchi. had had been like Uche, Uche, Gucci, Uche, Gucci, <laughs> Uche. Let's um, <laughs> call him that now. After, but it was uh, like after he allegedly said, "Hey, I just 
this isn't working out for me type of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I just keep <laughs> Um, that makes Listen, it even worse. I think Uche is a fucking lawyer and he provided mm-hmm. the evidence and he is very like the way he delivers stuff is uh, uh, over the top and intense. Like he's in a courtroom and he is really trying these cases. And I feel like the evidence he that he had, right. yeah, he kept having to be like, and I can show you this and I can show you this and I have proof of that. And it's like, yeah, it's embarrassing. Like who really cares about the Instagram stuff? I don't, I think it was. A little weird that she was looking at people he follows and watching their stories. I mean, I guess I would understand if like he was with them that yeah, night and she was I like, let me was. go see. But if it's just like random people he follows. To like, a degree that allowed other people to notice. You don't just randomly notice one time. You're like, oh, I don't know. It's, I don't know who that is. But at a degree of which you're like. <laughs> I was no. Who the I was fuck like, is this <laughs> Lydia person? <laughs> I was like, does this girl have like four followers? How is she noticing that this girl like. Yeah, that was kind of weird odd too. Yeah, it must be weird. And the house, like, I can see how that can be taken out of context in a way. Like, I'm sure I've, I don't know, I've been at a place with someone where I maybe hooked up with them once and I see them and I text them like, I see you. And they're probably like, what the fuck? And it's like, oh, we're in the same restaurant or whatever. Like, I feel like I've probably done that. I feel like it's definitely weird be on good that terms, if she's, though, right? but shh. Sure, I feel like maybe if he lives in a neighborhood and she you can't just like drive, never do that. <laughs> but oh, do we think Lydia the big knows when is, she's on good terms? The with big Uche? question is: yeah. the big question is, do we think that she suspected Uche was going to go and love is blind, and that's how she ended up on the show in the first place? Because yes. that's the allegation. Uche po- posted last night on his Instagram stories that it's been confirmed that he can prove the lawyer Uche, that Uche is or whatever. We haven't seen any evidence. Nick, you're watching Uchi's story. No, well, because I, <laughs> I heard, I heard he didn't show up for he cl- he didn't show up for the reunion. <gasps> uh, he posted on his stories, and he's like promoting. He's like he he did like a Q and A. So someone informed me of it. So I went in preparation for our show. He's gonna be like Nick Vile, watch my story. Um, yeah. yeah, probably. I'm <laughs> um, stalking you, Uche Gucci. Um, and uh, yeah, I read some of his 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 Q and A, which he addressed some of these things, and he has. So, but do we think that Lydia, that is a, a, a big coincidence that two people who dated months prior to this show and had, I guess, what like was a situationship or something, because he's like, we never dated. And he kind of, he oh, talked about- did over- you cheat on Lydia? And he was like, no, because we, I didn't cheat on her because we never dated. We were both seeing other people at the same time. Yeah. It's like, were you only seeing other people? And, and then he referred to, invested. and then he was like, and if- and if we were seeing someone when we went through the casting process and when they asked Lydia, if you like, who was the last person you dated? If we were dating, she would have said me, which fine, but that doesn't make sense when, because it's almost a contradiction to the fact that like, well, no, because if you're accusing her of sneaking her way onto the show, she wouldn't have admitted to you dating, even if you were dating, because you're accusing her of planning this whole thing out. So which one is it? Uche? Right. Right. Whoa, that was, whoa. Whoa. Right? Did you follow? Yeah, but I just don't like, I don't want to talk about them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You just hate them. I don't like them. They're on the show. I like Izzy. That's about it. Really? Izzy. You don't like him? No. He doesn't come off great in episodes five through seven. No. Do we we want to address at all the Aaliyah and Uche conversation? I'm kind of surprised that like, again, back to like, it seems like people just want to take sides. And to me, it's just like, 
they both have their red flags. I because thought Aaliyah seemed nice. Uh, she dodged a bullet, honey. I'm sure she seems nice, but do you, does she, she doesn't, to me, she seems like someone who like may or may not have like addressed why she decided to cheat on someone a couple of years later. And then like she left without telling Uche, then she comes back. It just seems all a bit dramatic. But she, ha- I mean, I kind of saw it as like, this girl was like, okay, this is fucking weird. I'm out. Like that's the most normal reaction you could actually have in that situation. Yeah, I agree. Everyone ghosting. Like, Leaving no. the show, she's like, okay, there's a lot of people manipulating me. Like, bye. But then be, be done. Yeah, it's but then the producers of... probably were like, please, please, like you're contractually obligated. Whatever. So you look at Aaliyah, and and I'm I'm sure she's wonderful, but you don't see any. You don't. You watch that and go, no red flags there. That's that is a well grounded, emotionally healthy perfect, person who's like, like ready to compared to those other two. Yeah, but her like following him on Instagram, blocking him on Instagram, oh, right, sending right him a voice that. note, the fact deleting that the voice note. Like, that, that shit crazy. out, though, is like... It's dirty. Dirty it's politics. It's so fucking yeah. heady. Like, when he... I, and then I went to message you, but then you had unsent it, and then you had done this, and it's and she probably feels so embarrassed, and he's just, like, blasting her on national television. No, I, like, I couldn't lawyer agree more. Mode. I couldn't agree more. Lawyer because it's mode, like, yeah. It's, it is weird that she's done that, and if she's doing that, just just walk away. Don't right. don't decide to be like, oh, no, 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 I'm going to use this and like, let's set a scene up so I can just roast you. Like he's just trying to like take her down. Clearly, he's not planning on dating her or actually he claimed that they agreed to date off the show in his Instagram stories. So. And kiss. And kiss. So who knows? But yeah, he's, no, he's a uh, he's a little dirty. All he cares about is winning. That's true. And yeah. that's probably why he didn't go to the reunion. Because he knew he'd lose. Yeah. He, he's, he, he knew he was going to get ganged up on and he well, couldn't control the I wonder if Aaliyah is there yeah. then. What? I would assume that Aaliyah is at the reunion. I believe. I would, I would guess. I right? heard she was there. Yeah. It's interesting how on Love is Blind, it feels like the best kind of like most shining moment you can have is sort of like what Dipti had with Shake, where she was like, fuck you, I deserve better. And it feels like you see like contestants tend to err on the side of walking away and saying, I want someone who chooses me as opposed to I'm going to stick it out and try to make it happen. And I feel like sometimes you see various like flavors of that, where with Chris, I genuinely believe that he was like, nah, this doesn't feel right. I can't do it with Johnny. And then after the fact, they reconnected and he was open to it. But it didn't seem like he wanted his TV moment. It's not, it seemed like he was like very much making the decision in real time. With Uche, I agree that there is kind of this like lawyer, like I am building a case for myself because we are now separate parties. And I want to make sure I come out ahead in this. And like, you are not as credible yeah. as you could seem. Who are the most sincere people? I feel like, you know, the right reasons argument, you know, who do you think is actually there to like give this experiment a shot? And who do you think's there for TV? Of the, this Of this group? group, yeah. It's Guys, this is not a good group. This is not a good season. Come I think on. Taylor, Chris, and Izzy are there for the, the and JP. I actually think JP is... You know, despite all yeah, his issues. Yeah, I would agree with those. JP wasn't there for TV. Milton. Wait, pause. Chris. Do we feel so sad for him? Love. We I love, love him. Chris. But like, should he be with that girl? No. Johnny? Yeah. No, absolutely not. That, that's And that's Chris's red flag. Chris's red flag is ignoring red flags. Oh, honey. But I don't know. He seemed, and granted, this is obviously such a small excerpt of their relationship. He seemed very prepared to comfort her. It felt like it wasn't so emotionally taxing. Like, I feel like sometimes you'll see arguments where one partner is like distraught and the other partner is doing their best because they know like, okay, I'm not the distraught one in this situation. So I am trying to comfort you or like help you deescalate. And you can tell it's getting that person kind of like riled up trying to deescalate. With Chris, it felt like he was so secure, so calm, so ready to reassure her. 
in a way that felt like, oh, I could see them having a really nice like balance. And it feels like they both got to reclaim like the whimsy of like we saw each other in person and the connection was undeniable. Like, I feel like that feels like such a reset of the love story element of this, which isn't necessarily important. But in shows like this, they're all trying to frame their own love story, which is why I think they leave when someone doesn't choose them first, because like that's not part of the love story. And so I feel like they actually have a shot and that Chris is a king. You, you, Johnny and, and Chris. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. We have Izzy coming in on this week of Going Deeper. We have lots to talk to Izzy about, um, including the ending of episode seven, uh, which him and Stacy seem like a couple of little mean girls. But I am curious about his perception because Izzy does seem like for all his faults that he really is all in on this whole like love is blind experiment. Like, I think there's two kinds of people. I'm going to be cryptic here because I've heard things, but I want to wait till we interview Izzy and ask him before I kind of paint the water, so to speak. But there are two kinds of people on Love is Blind, right? There are people who like will call up these producers when they're going through this relationship problems and like, and like, I guess, use the producers by use. I mean, like, just go to the producers to like, because they're the only ones to talk to about like their relationship problems. And they're just like there to ask a genuine, like, what should I do? This happened. We fought about this. I don't fucking know. Like, like someone would to a friend. And then there are people on Love is Blind who are like, hey, so just so you know, we fought about this. And if you want to bring the cameras over, like, we're ready to film, you know? And it's very much obvious to like some of the producers that it's really just, I found another way to get on TV. Mm. And I'm curious uh, what Izzy has to say about that. Because what I didn't get between Izzy and Stacy is why are they so fucking mean to Johnny? I thought Izzy was kind of doing it to show to Stacy something or like his how into her he was. I don't know what it was, but Stacy did. I thought this batch of episodes just did not come off well. She was so mean to her. What about the paper plates? (laughs) (laughs) Would that bother you guys that much? No. Who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? You're a man. You live alone. Like, I I don't expect you to have fine china. I wouldn't love it, but I wouldn't be like, ugh. I yeah, mean, I'd be like, oh, that's funny. Like, uh, like oh, yeah. go to Target and buy some plates. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you walk in, you go, okay, this tracks. You clearly haven't dated someone, yeah, like me yet. And or, his apartment was nice. It wasn't know, like you haven't yeah. dated an adult woman. You're you're still on the college frat trajectory, like as as every guy is to a certain degree. Nick, did you ever have just paper? Like, no, but like it wasn't a ton better. You know what I'm saying? You had like mismatched silverware. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Like in your twenties, because no, when I met it, you, you had like a beautiful decorated. You had great. Fine, thank you. You're very nice, but you have certainly <laughs> elevated. You had a bar cart. <laughs> thank you. You're very nice. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like that was recent, though. I right. You have elevated our home on on ways I can't even describe. I, as you the did point have... is like you've you you've to Amy's point. You just you took what you were working with when you met me and you're just like, let's just fix the problem right, yeah. rather than act like this couldn't be fixed. It's like, although go to, to fucking target. I do think he's when she asked if you made me dinner, you would serve it to us on paper plates. I did think that was a little weird. If I had a first date and a guy was like serving on paper plates, I'd be like, you made dinner. But I don't know. Yeah, his his platings isn't great. But to, back to your original point, yeah. this is not a solvable problem. Agreed. She's treating it like a non-negotiable. And yeah. Stacy seems like at every step of the way from post-Mexico, where are these people from again? They don't really highlight it. Dallas. Houston. Houston. Shit. Yeah. Remember Mer- Houston? Mer- Miriam? Houston. Okay. They don't seem to highlight as much as other seasons. Yeah, they city. really don't. Like I always knew they were we in We just Chicago. get like a few more like bless your hearts and American flags. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, okay. But anyway, so anyways... <laughs> 
ever since they get back to Houston, Stacy is just like every little problem. She tries to make it into a bigger problem. Well, she clearly the whole theme of this slate of episodes was that she thinks or they're from different financial backgrounds and she can't get over it. Right. Like, what did you think of the parent interaction? I mean, I love the line of sometimes love wants to fly first class <laughs> which not wrong <laughs> like we would all love to fly first class for sure um i thought it was funny how izzy's feet were dangling in the chair i saw that too yeah <laughs> that was a tough that was a tough look for his you yeah. hate to see it yeah yeah that was rough yeah well i because okay so when they first when it's just stacy and izzy uh together and the morning where Stacy has clogged the toilet <laughs> and like it seems like they're very comfortable and I really clocked that as like oh wow like that would be kind of a nightmare scenario to like clog the toilet yeah. your first night or like one of the early nights you are staying with someone and you're on reality TV like that's a nightmare and it seemed like they were both very much in good spirits about it so I was like okay like it seems like this is a couple who like they really prioritize like staying connected having a good time no and then, he's but, down to yeah, be yeah. flexible and she is not thank you yeah, thank yeah. you every she she fucked up you know she broke a toilet shit in the toilet and izzy <laughs> she fucked up she fucked she up. up she will never recover no, but she, she, toilet. She, izzy's like he's like whatever man you know everyone poops he handles it the best possible yeah. way he tries to defuse the situation to amy's point but if it was the roles were reversed stacy would have like oh, figured like, out a way to make it seem like you're disgusting you don't flush a toilet 100%. how could you you're a man you can't handle like a broken toilet why do you have to make it your problem my problem type of thing she's not reciprocating izzy is like he's there to like truly like embrace this experiment he's like is love is blind i don't know like there's a bunch of things i can worry about but i'm going to focus on our connection and Stacy's literally the opposite. Like, is love blind? I don't know, but I need to fly first class. I need you to not have paper plates, you know, yada, yada, yada. She makes everything seem like with the paper plates, it was like, do you think I'm not worthy enough to eat on glass? Like, you <laughs> think that I, like, that's how she makes everything. And it's like, yeah. if he were to shit in the toilet, she'd be like, you don't think I'm like worthy enough to like get that cleaned up. Like, where am I? supposed to go to the restroom now you know and like the tennis shoes on his bed the lost and found should we talk about oh, his lost and found drawer yeah, well yes we should but like before right before we do but it seems like her her family <laughs> is like in the nicest possible way trying to what what did i do <laughs> We're talking, i was just talking about the, his apartment you're like no no i want to keep things in order let's go back to well, the we were first talking episode. about her family <laughs> Because I feel like there's like an over, there's definitely like a financial component and they have some conversations about money. So I feel like maybe like finishing up that thread. No, it's just and more then... like every stop of her way, Stacey's family, and this is a thread throughout. It's like they're trying and it's their daughter, it's their sister. So they're trying to be protective, but the nicest possible way, they're trying to be like, she's kind of a spoiled brat. Yeah. No, you know? like, they don't even seem to care that much. Well, okay. I, I, a lot of the stuff she said really rubbed me the wrong way. I found it kind of classist. That being said, kind I of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was a lot of it was like, yeah, I was like, this is bad. I do think Stacy has a mentality of I work very hard. Like the fact that Stacy has gotten to where she is in life on her own thus far. And granted, I'm sure there were a ton of assistance from like parents or like they paid for her college. I'm sure there were ways that she had many, many, many advantages. That being said, I do think she is someone who has sustained this kind of lifestyle for herself. And I don't again, I don't think it was OK She's the like, way she was talking, but I think it was a little bit less bad because 
she was like making it a priority on her own. And it wasn't just something that she expected, like a partner or a man to come in. And suddenly she would have this lifestyle. Like I kind of get where she's coming from of the, I have a mortgage on this house. We do need to talk about an HVAC repair. Like I thought that was a valid conversation. It was just, she said so many other things around before and after that kind of tainted that. But she also wants the man to pay for dinner. So it's like, she doesn't want, she's not like I've worked hard and I want you to meet me where I am. She's like, we can do 50, 50 on the house, but like you have to pay for dinner. And he was like, Oh, do you just want the man to pay for everything? And she goes, no, like she said it like that, which is the most like, okay, you want the man, you want to date your rich dad, clearly. Yeah. So, okay. So ultimately, like, I do think Stacey's attitude towards money was like, yeah, like not the most progressive. And certainly there are some undertones that like I wouldn't have been comfy with. I do think there's at least a tiny bit of credit credit due for talking about this and talking about it in a pretty specific way. Again, I don't agree with those expectations of like a man paying for dinner every time. I do think it's important that she's talking about it. And it seems like she is at least willing to be like transparent about her expectations, even if those expectations are a little bit whack. I hear you. It's just more. It's not that she wants to talk about it. It's that she isn't trying to resolve the issues. She's trying to bring them up and, and try any issue she comes up with. She's hoping that's the issue that justifies her being able to leave she, she's like building a case interesting i for feel herself. like i feel like she's building a case for herself so she can like dipty it at the end very much like it's like every time there's a big moment like the hannah brown of it all we how many times how many bachelorettes post hannah brown have we seen try to have a hannah brown moment you know a few and i feel like love is blind same thing it's just like they've seen the playbook they've seen the success and now i think stacy's trying to craft a narrative that will allow her to say no to izzy at the altar. And I feel like a big part of this narrative is, as you were saying, the lost and found box. The lost and found box. What do we think? Fucking weird. I think it's really fucking weird <laughs> that he, I would understand if, which I feel like they did this in the past, where they just showed up at the apartment and like it wasn't clean. It was right before they left for the show. And it was like, you got to see them and they're real and they're raw environment. Izzy did say he went to the house the night before and like, picked up and he was like I saw the I saw the lost and found drawer and I just didn't do anything with it that's fucking weird throw that shit out why are you keeping it why are you then making it a point to show Stacy like she made a joke about the nightstand I think she's like where do like they put their earrings he's like oh they put them right over here in this bathroom drawer where there's a ring and a bobby pin and like you hadn't you had no reason to do that Nick had a drawer no but <laughs> but what <laughs> but I just <laughs> I had a closet. He had an entire <laughs> room. I had a storage unit. I definitely did not have a drawer, but I I think it's not as uncommon. I think a lot of guys have. No, what did you have, Nick? I didn't have a drawer. But what I, did you have? Nothing. You never kept a, a errant earring that someone left at your house. I have, but like usually it was to like oh they were going to pick it up and either eventually I threw it out. I did not have. A, a, a collection but okay. guys do and they do because it's a it's a trophy drawer like look at this collection of like things their boys are like what it's, it's like a, their conquest it's a conquest <laughs> drawer yeah. that's why izzy has it but, if, if you want to know why what no i thought he, he might like, have it because it's like you never know if you're gonna fuck that person again i think so it's a like, combination come back and get their <laughs> no, no, ring, you know? but it's but tonality's it's a combination of both i think at first right it's like oh they left it behind so i'm not gonna just throw it out maybe i'll see him again whatever maybe we'll hook up again and then someone else came and someone else left something trivial behind. And then he was like, I'll just throw it all in the same drawer. I think at first, organically, it all happened like innocently. But there was a point 
where he looked at this drawer and was like, yeah, I fuck. I'm not. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. And he just and, and his reason for keeping it wasn't because he hoped to return it to its rightful owner. It was a reminder of he fucks. That that makes me sad. I do think there was one thing he said in passing where he was like, you were going through all the drawers anyway, like where I could kind of see again. I don't think he should have kept it in the first place, but I could kind of see why he talked about it. because He was like, I want to beat her to it. Like, I, it's going to be so much worse. Like if she finds this versus like if I'm like, nope, this is where I, I have I, it. I but then th- he could have thrown it away. I don't even point. think it was that. I think uh, it all just happened too fast. I think I mean, and this the whole love is blind experiment. He's not the only guy who, uh, you know, hate to say it, but it's, I think, more common than not. A guy who's in his fuckboy era. I mean, I, I have plenty of girlfriends who keep, like, who still sleep in, like, a flannel from a dude from, like, many years ago. Single friends. Like, I have friends who do yeah, that. Yeah, like, that's a shirt more about the something. t-shirt, I'm guessing, than a, a drawer full of Maybe, conquests. but, like, you're like, oh, yeah, it's from, like, a guy from one yeah. time. I'm just saying, like, I don't think Izzy's the like, this super weird guy who might, you know, like, and it is a thing guys do. But. With him not throwing it out, I think he went on this experiment. You know, he left his apartment, and like most people who go on reality TV, they don't know what they're getting into. They're they're thinking, I don't know if I'm really going to meet someone. They're just like showing up, whatever. Then they get immersed in this bubble. They get kind of brainwashed. Some of them fall in love, like Izzy. He meets a girl. He comes back. This is all going a million miles per hour. He gets out of the bubble. He's back into his apartment the first time. He's kind of like doing an inventory of his house. Sees the drawer. He's kind of like, oh shit, that's crazy. Kind of just closes it up you're not not really thinking about it not like panicking and they get rid of it but then again the next day she's there it's all happening so fast and then through these conversations he's probably thinking i probably should have got rid of that shit right and then a volunteers and information because he knows he it's probably fucking weird that he has it and then from that point on he doesn't know how to just say i fucked up it's super weird that i have that i should have got rid of it because he knows it's weird and he knows he fucked up and he knows he should have got rid of it, but he just didn't like, I think it all happened so fast coming back from the bubble. You know, he left that show is a fuck boy, just kind of like fucking around being 29, living life. Like I'll go on a show. I'm good looking. I've been working out to like being fucking engaged. He wasn't planning on that. And he is trying to basically fix all this in real time. Well, we'll get to ask Izzy. Yeah. What's yeah, we sure actual... will. Are you going to come for that? Oh, for sure. I think Izzy has a warped perception of Johnny via Stacy. Yes. For Stacy fucking hates Johnny. But she's jealous. Yeah, I think it was hard because um maybe Stacy was talking shit in the pods. It did seem like at least in the pods oh, Johnny, St- you mean? You mean Johnny? No, shit? Uh, no, Stacy because like we didn't see Stacy talking shit about Johnny in the pods. Like we saw Johnny talking shit about Stacy. Okay. And granted like Stacy was like quote unquote winning, so it's like you know, she probably had less shit to talk or was feeling less threatened. But in general, like, I do think there were moments where it seemed like Johnny was insecure, upset about the way things were going down and channeled that and like was speaking negatively about Stacy in a way that was kind of tough. So I could see how with Stacy, it feels like a retaliation more than an attack towards Johnny, if that makes sense. But either way, it's like she's not being the bigger person. Yeah, it's like, okay. It's just hard because I do feel like Stacey had that really emotionally intelligent moment where she was comforting Lydia like way back when in the first chunk of episodes where she was saying really like honest but inspiring things where she was like, listen, like Milton just needs time to process this information. Like, do not give up. Be brave. Like people need to use our past as like roadmaps on how to love us better. Like I feel like there was a moment where Stacey really like won me over with emotional intelligence. And then I feel like she lost all of it based on how she she and Izzy were just like being like 
like real like mean girl. That's the thing. It's like she has a right not to like Johnny. Don't like Johnny. Don't talk to her. Ignore her. But she doesn't ignore her. She's fucking mean to her. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. And when then Izzy at the end, when he sits down with Johnny and just like goes off on her, like the. I think one of the meanest things you can say to someone, and it's like just an immediate sign that you're a fucking bully, is when you say to someone, everyone else thinks this about you. If you like share your opinion, if you criticize someone, be like, I think you're shady, Izzy, you know, it's just like tells Johnny, and and it's not just me, it's everyone else. Yeah. Like, you're a fucking bully when you say that. Because first of all, you haven't pulled everyone else ever. You know, maybe one other person agrees with you and then you've turned that into everyone. Yeah, you're it's, acting like you did a peer-reviewed research study where yeah. you pulled everyone aside and, and were like... <laughs> and when you receive that information, even if you think they're just saying it to be mean, it is such a fucking cruel thing to hear. Everyone? Mm-hmm. Every, wait, people have sat down and discussed this? Like, I, everyone thinks this about... What the fuck? It's so fucking mean. Yeah, it's like your worst nightmare of yeah. a If you've ever said this to someone, you've, you have been a bully. Wait. <laughs> Talking about mean. We've never talked about JP and Taylor in the makeup <gasps> comment. Okay. Oh my yeah. god. That's the biggest one. You gotta get to it. That is insane. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I Amy, I want you to start because I, I wear like a lot you of have, makeup. Like, strong. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Because it's like because it's like something that you're like very I just, clearly it's like it's like what? It just logically doesn't make sense. Sure. Can a dude prefer a woman without can be you he I'm I believe that he's less attracted to her when she wears makeup, but like to hinge the entire thing around that, like she can just not wear makeup very much. Like it just doesn't make sense. Like, do you think he didn't like her for other reasons or what's the the craziest part to me was the only time she wore makeup was at the reveal. So that was like his initial like, OK, this is her. The next four days she didn't wear an ounce. And shouldn't he be more upset if he didn't like how she looks without makeup? Because I, she can't change that. I, I've, I It has been confirmed. I have heard like. That in Mexico, she literally wore no makeup. And she is stunning without makeup. No, that's my point yeah. is that he, those four days, he still was so fucking awkward. He could not speak. He was mute. He was like, a t- a, I, I could not imagine being around him. I'm sure she felt so uncomfortable. And it's like, okay, I get maybe at the reveal, you're like a little awkward because you're like, whoa, okay, that's, that's a lot of what, makeup. I don't like, expect so that. So that's so unrealistic that it's just like, He's in his mind only thinking about this one moment. Come on, there's something else going on. Yeah, that was really fucking weird. Yeah. No, it is. I'm going to try to make sense of it to you. Come on, do logic. Oh, boy. Yeah. Can you, well, please do, because I don't understand why any man would have an opinion on that. And like, and I do understand that. Okay. But like, or like, but why he would feel the need to like voice it or regulate, like to use that as such a strong like tenant of why you like or dislike someone. Like, don't men know that's like, yeah. It's not really why. It's, I, I just, I look at JP and Taylor and I feel sad, honestly, because that was a couple when they got engaged. I was like, I, this makes sense to me. I want them to work out. They're the Tiffany and Brett of this season. I, They're going strong. I don't know about that, but they just seemed like they could work, you know? And then you hear JP's like, childhood sounds like it was pretty fucked up. His mom just like kind of being angry all the time and abandoning him and things like that. And I've heard, you know, some background that like it was his, his it was, he had a pretty ugly childhood. Doesn't make excuse present behavior but just felt for him he clearly is a mute he can't speak like his his him, him not talking how could you be in a relationship with a guy like that like it's impossible and frustrating i just think from a guy's standpoint i think what we witnessed was a male ick and i'm not he didn't handle it well he didn't handle it appropriately he let it get in his but it's head it's not an ick that can it's an ick that can be changed listen uh 
not like a year or two ago. I think it was Tinks. I don't know. I don't know who coined the phrase dick. I feel like I it might know. have been Tinks. Or she, I think she definitely popularized it. But either it. way, she goes on the internet. And she's like, you know, have you guys ever heard of an ick? And it's just this, and what it's my understanding, described by the women, is that it's this trivial thing that you can't really explain that once you see or witness, it will completely turn you off. Yeah. And you don't know why. And I'm here to say that guys have them too. And I've experienced dating someone where something happens, I get an ick, and it just like, it's a fucking like virus that gets planted in my mind that just like builds, you know, and grows. All JP had to do, all he had to do in the four fucking days in Mexico where she wore no fucking makeup is every day wake up and go, babe, you are so gorgeous. Like, I love your freckles. No, you have but the instead, best fucking skin. You're, you just, just gas her up every goddamn instead, day and make her feel goes, beautiful. She goes, what's your favorite part about today? Like, they had just rode the, the, the golf cart or whatever the fuck it was. That you're not wearing makeup. And he's like, <laughs> no, that I, he goes, that I can see your freckles. That's my favorite part today that I can see your freckles. Don't ever cover up your freckles. She was like, okay, that's yeah. your favorite part of today. Like, he said it, he, he doesn't make it where it's, like casual and where she can feel confident. It's like he's a terrible communicator. I agree that he's allowed to have an ick. Obviously, it's just like it's his delivery. Yo, like this girl is like probably swallowing so many effing icks to try to make this work. You wear fucking exclusively red, white, and blue. You don't think that's an ick? <laughs> no, like, I, of course. <laughs> like, I'm not standing up for the guy. You asked, make it make sense, and I'm just saying I'm watching it, and but why I are just women so much more down. I feel like generally, I would agree. Just like. Look past things that men are not. 100%. I, I don't. I can't. That I can't speak to. You know. Yeah. Um. Do I? I. I feel <laughs> like Taylor's way out of JP's league. I, I. You know. I can't. Agree. I can't understand why he can't see that, or you know. But I just saw a guy who got an idea planted in his head, and he couldn't let it go. And on top of that, he's just a terrible fucking communicator. He's got some past childhood trauma. It doesn't seem like he's dealt with. And yeah, he's got absolutely no game and no charisma. And that turned into him not knowing what to fucking say. And instead of just like complimenting her every morning, telling her how beautiful she looks, how great her skin is, how beautiful her freckles are, how, you know, how she's, how she's a natural beauty and just make her like, just feel so confident about not wearing makeup. No, he just is an asshole about it. And just like, thank God you're not wearing fucking makeup today. And yeah, and like, like 99% of women would love it if I said that to them. And I was just like, dude. No, they wouldn't, you know, because you, you say it like an asshole, you know. It's so much in the delivery, obviously, you know. But it's not that he's like a monster. I think he's just, I felt, I feel bad for him. I feel bad because like, unfortunately, there's a lot of JPs out there. And the solution isn't just to just say they're terrible men who don't deserve love at the, no, unfortunately, they just, I, I don't know how we teach them and I don't know what the solution to the problem is. Therapy. You know, yeah, therapy. You know, he needs to work out his issues. He, he can't just hang out with the guys and he needs to be, a, if he wants someone to love him for who he is. And we said this, la this whole, like, I, so I deserve one, someone to love me for who I am. Maybe, I don't know. Or maybe you need to change. Yeah. You don't get to just keep it real all the time and expect everyone to love everything about you. You know, you just... Not many people are that lucky. Yeah. And the loving someone for who they are is not meant to be an excuse to put off growth. Yeah. It's meant to be like something else. Or have bad style or wear red, white, and blue all the time. It's all like, the damn time. That is a wild thing that he's so, yeah. like, what is that? Did she ever ask him? Why was she never like, 
okay, well, you like, he's like, well, you wear a lot of, okay, bitch, where you wear all, that's all you wear. Like, why did she, ne- why was that never? She's nice. She is. Yeah. She's a good person. Peloton, get your workout on with Peloton. Hey, listen, you know Peloton from their uh, wonderful bicycles and their treadmills and their equipment, but did you know that Peloton is offering an array of classes that you can use from the comfort of your home? Listen, you're all busy people out there. There's so much time wasted from like deciding to go to the gym, pack a workout bag, get in the car, travel, change, all you know the drill. Like you could have gone, done like two workouts on Peloton just by going to the gym and coming home. So if you're a busy person, you don't have a lot of time, it's amazing what you can bang out in like 15, 20 minutes. You know, they have a variety of different fun classes. They have bar classes, uh, yoga classes, meditation classes, boxing, dance, a, a variety of classes. Again, you can just move the couches, you know, in your New York apartment, get your workout on right in the morning. I love those home workout videos. It's amazing what you can do and they're hard. And if you dedicate yourself to these classes and you do it consistently and you do it for like 15, 20 minutes a day, you'll see real changes. I I, I assure you. And the best part is you can do it with your friends who live across the country. It's interactive. You have a lot of different cool professionals who are teaching these classes. There's great music. It's fun and interactive. It keeps you motivated and helping you meet whatever wellness goals you have. Well, wherever you move, Peloton app is everything that's so great about Peloton at your fingertips. So wherever you are, uh, the park, your home, or even the gym, you can get after it with Peloton. Get started for free. Join now for your first 30 days free. Free for 30 days. There is no excuse not to try this deliciously wonderful app. Anywhere you uh, get moving, you can do it with Peloton. Try Peloton app today for free for 30 days. New paid part memberships only starting at $12.99 a month after trial unless canceled. Terms apply. Again, try Peloton app for free for 30 days. Today's podcast is brought to you by NutriSense. NutriSense is giving us real critical information that you can use to augment or, you know, kind of redefine whatever your eating habits, your workout habits, things like that. It's information you can bring to your healthcare providers and say, hey, I've learned this and what should I do about it? It's a small device that you put on the back of your arm and then provides you real time feedback on how your body responds to the foods that you're eating, exercise, stress, or even your sleep. With NutriSense, you take a photo of your meal adjusted for portion size and NutriSense does the rest. NutriSense helps You track your data, see your glucose trends, and understands your macronutrient breakdown for each meal. You also get an overall glucose score for each meal based on your body's response. You'll be matched with a board-certified nutritionist who will review your data and answer all your questions. Plus, you can help with your personalized nutrition plan so that you can achieve your goals. If you're looking to take the next step into meeting those wellness goals, whatever those goals may be, you need to try NutriSense today. It will open your eyes to new and profound ways to how your food, exercise, and lifestyle choices are affecting you. What's more, it empowers you with a real-time feedback loop showing the consequences of your food and lifestyle choices. You can get all this today. NutriSense is, has a special offer for our listeners. Visit NutriSense.com V-I-A-L-L and use code V-I-A-L-L to start decoding your body's messages and pave the way for a healthier life. Be sure to tell them that you learned about NutriSense on the Vile Files podcast. That's NutriSense.com V-I-A-L-L for $30 off your first month plus a month of board certified nutritionist support. Wait, okay, speaking of nice, should we get to our stunning, lovely, golden bachelor, sweet, sweet Gary? Yes, I love what him. What a king. Saturday night, Natalie and I, we just got done watching some Love is Blind. We obviously had a lot of TV to watch. And, you know, it's just a bit overwhelming to know that you have fucking three hours of fucking bachelor to watch. And so Natalie and I were just like, all right, let's fucking put it on. Let's just watch this shit. Let's, let's get it over with. We're making dinner. You know, figured we'll just kind of eat and watch, kind of almost in the background. 
turn it on. We just started making dinner. Three minutes in, Nally and I are fucking bawling. Just it was sobbing. So, I mean... Then Natalie kind of like comes to, wipes away the tears. I'm, I'm still like, I can't, I can't like get a hold of myself. Like, you know, <laughs> when you're like really sad and you just don't really like get back to neutral and then something like yeah. not as sad, but still kind of sad yeah. happens. And you're just like, oh my God, again? Like the that seal's was, been broken. Yeah, that's me. I was just like, I couldn't. What set you off? Him talking about the passing of his yeah. wife. And also, like lake house vibes. The, I'm sure yes. that's very emotional for you as someone who like yeah, understands. Was like, that, it was just. Was that not like me with um, Michael Scott leaving the office yes. the other night? We're, I'm sorry. What? Michael Scott's final episode on the office. <laughs> on the office. We're watching. Like seven year old man losing his wife. Michael Scott <laughs> leaving the office. I could not stop sobbing, and I was like, unfucking well. We're just in bed about to go to sleep. And Nick's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. <laughs> it was a very sweet me. episode. Okay. You know? It was very sweet, but it was, yeah, I, that was, I was uncontrollably sobbing and Nick was. It just like well. got me. I don't know what it was. Like, you know, one, here's what I think is so enjoyable about the Golden Bachelor. No one's there for the gram. I was lit. Yes. Yes. That is what it is. There's a sincerity there yes. that yes. you just haven't been able to appreciate for a long fucking time. And it seemed like people genuinely there to make a connection. Now, where when we watch these shows, Love is Blind, Bachelor in Paradise, it's not about who's looking for love. It's who can win a breakup. That's what Love is Blind is. And that's what reality TV show is now. It's not about looking for love. It's how do I win this breakup? Because eventually I'm going to break up with this person. And I got to make sure I have all my ducks in a row. I got all my ammunition so that I can come out on top looking like the winner of this breakup. And the Golden Bachelor is like people being like, you know what? I just want to like in my last years on this earth, I want to find someone to like play fucking cards with and hang out with. And just like enjoy, you know, and have a second chance at love because I've been fucking lonely for a while, you know? Absolutely. I think one of the most wholesome moments was when it might have been April. I don't remember, but it was one of them who had. April's the therapist, right? They also had a hearing aid. She was like, I have a little bit of ear candy too. And he goes, oh, sweet. Yes. Yes. (laughs) No, Gary's responses are amazing. They're so endearing. Yeah, there, there's a lot of those. Like, oh, good golly. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, The cupcake move? Like, game. He's, no, he is so swagalicious. He is like, he's so, he is the Riz. He has so much charisma. He like, I don't know. Yeah, he definitely, he got the, the first kiss really smooth. But what I do worry about, I think because of the lack of other um, reasoning for going on the show, like they aren't as, as, desperate to be famous or whatever hopefully not at all is that the stakes are a little higher like well i'm taking this chance it's like a big big chance and the emotions i think will be much like the the crushing no, rejection I, I, might be really intense like obviously when he was upset you could see in the preview oh, it was a oh my lot God. The Wait, at, the at the rose ceremony, ceremony when he's sending the women home and, and, he he so and he's crying sad. oh my god protect this man like that was just what i was thinking to myself this whole time was i was like he is so pure. He is so earnest. Like everything about this is magical. I do feel like and we are going to get some drama because despite the earnestness and the genuineness of all these people, there's got to be at least a couple of women who have been watching Housewives for the past 20 years. You could, The lady in the blue shiny dress, she was, she was. Uh... Yeah, there's a couple of ladies who have definitely been watching Bravo for the past 20 years. And housewives specifically that like they're ready to shake shit up. Well, I felt like April when she was she that is like the most sexual chicken impression I've ever seen. 
Oh, Do you yeah. know what I'm talking would about? Remind me. And I'm not. When she and brought I'm not, the eggs in, and she was like, oh, yeah. and I'm not shaming her for it, but like she was like body rolling as a chicken. She was really good for her. She's a therapist from Fort Lauderdale. April dreams of writing a best-selling book. She might be here for fame. There was something about <laughs> April that felt kind of different from the other women, and I, it's too soon to judge, but I definitely clocked it. I loved how all of the women. And I think they showed kind of a montage of it. We're just so kind to each other. They're like, oh, my God, I love your earrings. Oh, that dress looks stunning on you. Oh, my God, your hair is so beautiful. And I think that's another thing about that generation is they just they're not like jealous and insecure. Like they're just who they are and they're just bad. Or they bitches. keep it to themselves. Yeah. I also thought it was so sweet when Gary walked in after all the limo entrances and like the cocktail party portion was starting how when someone handed him a drink he goes thank you Teresa and I was like this man learned their names oh I know he is on it it is so sweet to see well she is the one who walked in was like I'm in my birthday suit and started stripping in front of him so I'm sure he did remember her name (laughs) I wish it's so upsetting it's so upsetting that the show is only an hour and Bachelor in Paradise is two hours like that is such a bad trait. Was it only an hour? It was yes. only an hour. Yeah, I did feel like it went by really fast. I just thought I was really enjoying it. Well, I think they well, that kind too. of... <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure there would have been like the two hour version of that episode would have been certainly like way less charming. Like whatever like little drama know. they would have focused on. Because sometimes it's like a three hour season premiere. Like we've seen so much. More, and usually it's like there's some level of like laying the groundwork for women who might not like each other down the line. And this it just felt like it was like good vibes only. And the the first impression rose, apparently, because we're very we've been very critical on this show for people who bring out a guitar and sing. No, I know, and she was like actually good. But like it just it just works, and it they works had for Gary. Sexual tense, you guys. Like Did. the eye contact was. I'm not yeah. not because you rode in on a motorcycle, not because you sang me a song, but because you made me feel special. Gary says. So and kind. He is. I mean, I get why they picked him. Guys, are they going to bone in the fantasy suites? <gasps> Do you think he's going to fuck three, two, Absolutely. three or two? Absolutely not. You think he's I don't a know gentleman if he's... and you think he'll only fuck his... <laughs> Using the language. I think you have to stop I think Gary makes love. I think Gary makes love. Make love. Is Gary going to even dumb. make love to one woman? Is that like respectful? I guess he's kissed too on the first app. Okay. He's, yeah. he's down. Yeah, he's down. They, they always hear about like the nursing homes and, and syphilis. Did you see that they went to nursing homes on the for the promotional? No. That like like you know when you would be the bachelor and you'd sure, go sure. to like someone's yeah. house, like they went to nursing homes to like screen it. That's kinda cute. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I feel like this could really be a new dawn for the bachelor because I think it's a format that like we've seen them, I think, like try to modernize it to keep up with some of the shows that have just like built in a little bit more crazy premises. Like and you know, with the two bachelorettes and all the kind of twists and turns. And I was like, I think this like very kind of wholesome OG basic love reality show format works so much better with this age demographic. Well, I think partly is just because I think the typical cast for the past going on a decade now has just been warped by social media. We now just kind of make fun of the lack of sincerity when we watch The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise and love is blind. Love is blind seems a little bit more genuine, but like there's just such a social media playback playbook of influencing that it's just it's hard to take anyone that seriously, you know? And I don't even like 
blame cast because it's like hard to go on these shows and not be aware of the opportunity that's available to you. And you'd be almost foolish to not want to take advantage of that. Where now you have this new generation of older senior citizens on this show who just like, not only don't know about it, just don't care. Yeah. You know, and genuinely want to find love. They, I think people who go on The Bachelor now aren't, they don't go on looking for love. They go on for an experience. And I think there's probably a handful of these women and Gary who are, who are actually there thinking, what if I find love? You yeah. know, I hope they protect that purity, the, the show. Absolutely. I, I really appreciated Sandra's entrance where she was like, I'm awfully nervous. And she's like, I developed this Zen practice. And then it's just her like saying, fuck her, like whatever it is. And how like, like, I don't, does he even like swear? He joined her for, I think the third one. I feel like he's really like, I wonder if he's, I don't know. Seems very like. I feel like crap is his version of the C word. He worked in the restaurant business. He can't be that much of a. Oh yeah. What was his job? He was a restaurant So he's got a background, you know, he's not that straight and narrow. He's just, He's just playing his role and doing a good job at that. The hospitality is off the charts. They really screwed over Matt James's mom. Oh yeah, what? Why even like? Why well, do that to her? Literally, they their only airtime was her saying for a split second, if you blinked, you would have missed it. My 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 son was the bastard, so I think it can work out for me. That was it. Like, yeah. I, my only option is Gary just didn't like her, didn't vibe with her. That is that happens on the show, like The Bachelor or The Bachelor. Yeah, but they could have made the first cut. That's another thing. Or I wonder if it was Matt's mom showed up and was like, this isn't for me. Maybe she clammed up, got super nervous, didn't really want to be there, went home. And maybe she reached out to the show and almost like asked to like, can you just like edit me out? You know, it could have been that too. It doesn't make sense. They could have just as easily, I mean- you have a former bachelor's mom there. That's free marketing. Yeah. And you could easily bring her to episode three, you know, yeah. and not ruffle any feathers. But they didn't. And I'm just curious as to why. It's nice to look forward to watching a bachelor show again. It was so enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. Was... Also, the Chirons, delightful. Ellen, she's uh, the one who was like, Roberta, we made it. Um, she, her like little Chiron was pickleball co-captain not captain co-captain it's like that's so beautiful and like susan is a wedding officiant like i love it i like all the things that these like wonderful women are pursuing later in life i also think like that's such a cool thing of not only can you find love but also like there is a rich opportunity to like explore your hobbies and pursue your passions. Oh, I really love Susan. I was really I happy she got that last rose. And I felt she, I felt like of the women, she was the one who I was kind of like, oh, wow, I feel like you give me similar energy to Tony, just like based on looks. And I was like, I wonder if that will mm. be positive or negative. Interesting point. Did you do the same haircut? Yeah, sure do. Should we get to paradise? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't yeah. like, unenjoyable it was fine there were so many people that you just don't know you just don't know and all of them are saying you might remember me from yeah that's like i haven't watched no i didn't watch zach's or i haven't watched the last two seasons i like have bait yeah we have we still don't remember them so that's what i'm saying you still don't remember them no no okay i don't know it's just a real lack of star power i mean you have have hold on cat is one of the most memorable people I think who has ever been on this Which show. The very expressive. 
Nick, do you have any intel inside info on like casting this year? What do you mean? Like, why is it all B team? C team? I don't know. I mean, they have Rachel here. Let's give Rachel her due. She's a previous bachelorette, so that's big star power. But other than other than that, I I think it's just a lack of character development on the show itself. I think they lack stars, period. Mm-hmm. You know? Or are people like the the less enticed to be on Bachelor in Paradise? I think there's some of that. Uh, who I guess that that you have to ask yourself the question: Who is not there that should be there for most the most recent seasons? Gabby. Gabby's a bachelorette. That's that. It, Rachel being there is like. I I mean Gabby from Zach's season. Oh, Gabby! Oh my God, I loved Gabby. Oh, right. she's so, pretty. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, why isn't she there? Yeah, and it's like maybe are they saving the big guns for entrances later on? Uh, I don't know. I think she's just not there, right? Or do we do we not know? I don't know. Yeah, just a lack of star power it just feels like yeah to Nelly's point it's like you might remember me from like i don't like olivia love her on the show very interesting character i do not re- where what season was she on i she was on zach's was she i don't know she's good tv she's amazing love TV. how rachel gets there she's the first one there the show's obviously trying to make a moment it's a big deal be the first on the beach these are all facts of the show but when jesse told rachel that you're the first one here she was mortified and it was kind of hilarious because rachel i'm assuming is thinking to herself what like i don't show up to parties early yeah i'm certainly not the first one there i come when the party is vibing out like yeah on the back of my boyfriend's motorcycle (laughs) i feel like rachel always makes such good she has just like kind of like iconic energy so like it was just really almost endearing to see rachel like panic in that sense because she's like is that wait is that good like she didn't realize they thought it was a good thing. And she's just thinking, I'm first at this fucking party. It was kind of. I'm just like, funny. why? She, she's not going to be with these dudes. Like, what? Well, I also I thought it was really telling because there was a moment where Cat with a C, fun Cat, was like, you were the bachelorette? And Rachel's response was one of two. And I just felt like that was really, really telling of the way that she felt like her experience on the show was like she never felt like the bachelorette. She felt like one of two. Like she doesn't even feel safe enough just to simply say yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. And that made me kind of sad where yeah. I was like, oh, I could see how again. Like she, and she she must say it because she feel like if she doesn't say that someone's going to correct her or criticize yeah. her for it. And be like, who do you think you are? Which yeah. is a They didn't even include her in this. Why is she not on this? Wait. Why isn't she not? I don't know. Where is Rachel? Oh, then you have Blake Moynes. I was going to say, okay, I do like when someone comes on Paradise who you never, like, and then they're the person that all the women freak out over where, like, you're like, this guy, like, no one ever, like, Shaving his head was such a good move for this. That's story. what yeah. I said. Yeah. The hotter she's ever looked, but yeah. it's like he's been preparing <laughs> Nick, for this isn't role. Isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's kind it of totally Travis is. Kelsey. It is the hottest he's ever looked. He looks great. Yeah. It so is. I feel like Blake was one of those people where when I was watching it with other people and they were like, "I don't get it with Blake." I was like defending. Him. I was like, "No, in person, like he has a presence. Like he's a very he's a, good looking yes, guy." In person. Is that really his job? Because also that's cute, hot. Yeah, yeah. Like I was liking it all before. Now I'm like, damn it. Okay. It's like it's like Blake went on the Bachelorette on Claire's season had not obviously the best time. Wait, oh my God, what? Yeah, no, yes. Katie's season no. from Claire. Claire he started to on Claire. Claire. Oh, and then oh. he made an appearance on Katie's season. Trage. They. That's another thing that this show does. I don't know. If, like it's just like they love to like crucify their cast who is willing to come back on their shows to look for love, and they they just make them look pathetic. <laughs> but Even not when, Blake. 
even with Blake, Blake, Blake himself made himself look good because Blake has had a glow up. He shaved his head and he's traveling the world and saving animals. But the tone <laughs> of the show, the way they edit it, the way they kind of mock it, they just they make fun of their cast. Yeah. And that's another big difference between Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. You're not making fun yeah. of their characters, obviously. But like, listen, I love a little snark. But they could do a better job of like making us want to root for these people rather than like mock them for like trying to find love. I, I think you have a good point. That's like it, it works against itself. Like that's not that's why I don't I'm like you've made fun of them. I've bought into and I a lot of them I not people who I root for. And then you're adding on to it. So I'm like, yeah, OK, and now you're telling me to root for them. Right. Yeah. It's like it's pick pick a lane. Right. Because it's such a fine line between not taking yourself too seriously and leaning into like a more like breezy version of the show versus like actively making fun of them. I do think Brooklyn was one of the people who I certainly like recognized and was like, oh yeah, you had a very strong character, like point of view when you were on the show. She's not on this either. What the fuck, ABC what Digital? What is this? Weird. Oh, wait. Oh, there's a page too. There's a page too. It's a problem with my team, not yours, ABC. <laughs> oh my God. But why I'm is Rachel on page two? Page two is, it's alphabetical order. Okay. Guys, Will falling in the water. Will no, that falling was so in the water. Oh, such I an feel ick. like he could have made that so much better if he just laughed about it and but instead he's like oh my god that's so embarrassing that's so embarrassing and then she has to like comfort him if yeah. you just made a joke like oh my god you pushed me in the water like blamed her or, like made it something funny i feel like you could have i don't know it would have came off a little it better it's a fine line between playing it off and showing that you're truly embarrassed and it's also, it's I just art. felt bad. I'm like, oh, he's sitting in all those wet clothes. Like, I know. You know like, you didn't want to take His your shirt ass off. crack was all like, what? sorry, I don't know he why I went there. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, it's, it was all wet. Yeah. I will say, I do think it was kind of advantageous timing for Will, because at this point, he's like the first one to have a kiss. He's going on a date with a different girl. And I think it really brought him back down to earth from like potential like douche boy. Yeah. yeah Could have felt like he was kind of like the star, like bachelor of paradise. And I do think it was a very humbling moment clearly for him. And it seems like Kylie was kind of happy to be like, no, like it's so fine. Like it seems like she likes to reassure and kind of take on more of a sweetheart. Vibe. Yeah, I guess. But like, uh, Olivia wasn't wrong. Like, yeah, Olivia, uh, Kylie's trying to like sound like an unproblematic queen. She is not. She loves the drama and she, I don't know, the way, again, the way it's edited, I don't know. I don't know if it's how it actually plays out, but her interest in Will skyrocketed. When after, she found out. And when she found out that Olivia was making out uh, oh, with yeah. Will. And I loved Ain't that, that Olivia, the way. my favorite line of the episode, because I was saying this the whole episode and Olivia called out Will for it. It's not that he kissed her. It's that he grabbed her fucking face to kiss her. And like, it was a nice move at the time, but it was an aggressive move. It wasn't like some timid guy who was like, I don't know if I should kiss her. And then like, finally your faces are just like, it's like, fine, I guess I'll kiss. No, he was like, when, I don't know, when can I kiss you? Or can I kiss you? I don't know what he said. Then she said, you know, the night is young. And she didn't say yes, but he read the signals. He went for it. He made it a, an assertive move. She really liked it. But like grabbing your face is a fucking... Yeah, I Hardcore didn't like how move. he acted like he was like, just, just, just there. Like, it's not, too early. I'm yeah, just I'm playing like, it out. It's like you, were, you were asking me to suck your toes. I'm like, okay, she's flirting with you hardcore. Sure, you don't have to grab her face and kiss her. Yeah. You did that yourself. You, yeah, you did that. And yeah. once you grab someone's face and you have a hardcore makeout, you don't get to just say, oh, we just got here. I'm just, you know, playing the field. Like, you, you don't get to do that. Like, I you state your claim by, like, m doing a very aggressive 
and thankfully for you seemed to be uh, attractive mutual mutually yeah. beneficial and she thought it was hot and sexy and but like that meant something and you just dismissed it as if like now you just look like a fuck boy because apparently you're just grabbing faces with anyone you want to kiss and that's an intimate thing to do with someone and you you downplayed it to nothing he even like when they had that conversation the next day and he was like i don't even think i owed you a conversation and like he was basically like, how could I have not kissed you? You were like putting your toes in my face. Like, how could I have not kissed you when those sexy little piggies were in my face? Oh, you hadn't washed your no. toes off in the ocean for me to suck them. <laughs> I was like, like there's still so much still sand, sand on them. By the way. Still still sandy. Back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not the same as you grabbing her face. And it just bummed me out to watch him go from him and Olivia, like vibing, flirting, having fun to then Kylie, like with her heartbreak motion where she was like, from across the table, which is like, no disrespect, the most high school thing I've ever seen in my life. And on this show, no disrespect, <laughs> respectfully, you can, you can disrespect. <laughs> no, but I don't I don't I don't feel like I know Kylie. But like, you know, she and like Will so clearly like cares about it and is like has instantly lost interest. And in, it's like, you know, it's like the dog chasing cars like you wouldn't know what to do if you caught one. Like it just seemed like he was so on to the next one. And anyway, I was like, yeah, Olivia is kind of I so see where she's coming from feeling kind of like discarded. And some of the most entertaining confessionals I think I've seen as of late on the show were like Olivia being like, I'll stoop. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, how is that so ominous? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoy Olivia. She's good TV. I hope she sticks around for a while. Talk about Sean. Yes, I was thinking that. <laughs> oh, Using God. being a Swifty as a line is yeah. insane. Him him going, How did you enjoy Taylor Swift? And her going, Oh, how did you, um, oh, how did you know I was there? My favorite part is the editors appropriately calling him out for not yeah. actually being a yes. Swifty. How did they know that? I don't know. And then him in the shower and he's like, Yeah, I'm such a Ken. And then them being like, he does not resemble Ken. You know who he does resemble. But I knew the bar Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. What the hell? Isn't He's it? Pretty <laughs> charming from Shrek. <laughs> that is creepy. Un- Who un- identified that? Uh, Everyone on Twitter immediately. Spot on. <laughs> but oh, Rachel, see, Rachel t- said he looked like Ken. I know. I know. She gave Rachel? the Ken and Barbie analogy. <laughs> I also I thought it was so funny how Sean was like, "I want to get covered in glitter," and then later we see a shot of Brayden covered in glitter. <laughs> no, <laughs> no explanation. Like, yeah. 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 No explanation. Yeah, and then no you footage. really don't know if he just decided to put glitter out himself or did he make out with someone either totally possible i also is that very gen z to like be down with the dangly earring Ugh, i no, hate it no. i think it's just braiding as you're liking as attention yeah, Natalie, i hate please. it it's hate awful it. it would it would be cute if it was a little hoop or something but he just goes to the fucking extremes i loved how kat conducted a vote on it in the girl yeah. talk where she was like raise your hand if you think the earring's hot she's the first to raise her hand <laughs> Yeah, and then some of them are like, ah, I'm on the fence. Yeah, and then I think other fun cat was like, it's the hat and the earring combo. And I was like, great point, girl. It is the combo. No, it's it's not it's not our type. Yeah. But I, I as as a person, I quite like Brayden because he just face- doesn't give a fuck. He's just... And his face is cute. Why is he doing all this extra? He's hot. I think it's like a character that he puts on for the show because he said that he never wore earrings before he went on The Bachelorette. Oh, that's even worse. It's like a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I don't mind it. I, I feel like I feel like he shows up and he sees a bunch of like people who I guess are fake. Or who might but, have ulterior motives. No, it's just like it's, yeah, I've been calculated. These, yeah, I've been on these these sets, beaches, whatever you want to call it. And it's just <laughs> a lot of like 
rehearsed lines and it's just you see a lot of disingenuous people and there are other people who are just like oh just like let's just just be present and live it up and have some fun and make some TV. And Brayden, I think, is annoyed by the Aaron's of the world who like everything out of his mouth is sounds very bachelory, bachelor rehearsed and things like that. And I think he is almost trolling them in a way. Wait, Nick, as someone who has been on these beaches, when I'm watching it and this just totally shows like what a germ freak I am, I cannot think anything but how dirty it looks there. The beach itself looks dirty. All the yeah. sand on the like bedding things when they're laying there talking. Do you not just feel like unclean? It's definitely grimy for sure. It's sweaty. It's glamping. You know, you're outside, you have a bed, you have shelter. You're not living in a tent, but there's fucking sand and bugs everywhere. There's no AC. There's condition air. There's fans. I remember the food to be excellent, which really made all the difference in the world. Um, and yeah, you just kind of get used to feeling always sweaty and a little dirty and like, whatever. You just kind of go with it. And I feel like it's an essential component of paradise is seeing which people can hang or like respond well to a kind of like grimy environment and which people are clearly like, like cat with a K is resisting. Like she is resisting paradise. She wants to be clean. Like she keeps calling it the jungle. Yeah, you are on the <laughs> wait, beach, queen. Is cat is cat. Wait, how many cats do we have? We have. Cat we cat. have we have cat who's like oh, the most expressive K, woman in the oh. world, and then we have cat with a K who's uh, her and Brayden, Loki, amazing couple, really balance each other out thus far. Yeah, so far. I I don't think it's gonna last though. I think yeah. she's too high maintenance for him. Allie, though, I I want Allie, Allie and Brayden to. <laughs> Ali said, oh, fuck now. <laughs> and I know you think that. I could see it. Hmm. What? I think Brayden's different in real life. Think Has he been here? Have no, you ever met him? No. We, haven't, we have yet to meet him. Never met him. I've heard good things, though. I'm really going to hate it if Sean's a main character of the season. I know. Guys, is Bachelor in Paradise done? I think it's like, I don't know if it's, even Wells. When I was watching Wells, I was like, honey, like, no, like, he doesn't need to do this anymore. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like all golden bachelor is the only thing keeping bachelor nation afloat right now i know i mean it was excellent golden bachelor Golden Bachelor yeah. was superb it I, was like such a high and i was like Aah. i mean we'll see listen i we got through paradise and i was i was entered like I was enter, you know i'm curious to see what happens with kylie and and uh what's his name will will <laughs> will so invested no and like yeah. uh the the guy who shows up oh even you know we assume that Kylie is going to try to swerve and, and it, get called out for it. And from the promos, it seems as though Olivia and Aiden yeah. start to Olivia's like, you stole my another. man, so I'm going to steal yours. Yeah, I you just that. hear me so like, I'm into that. I want to watch that. Totally. I, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I don't know. Yeah. Do I think the heyday of Bachelor in Paradise, you know, that was that's some good. That was season. your day. Yeah, yeah. Season three. Jesse did tell us that a couple gets married on the beach, though. Even worse. That's, That's so, crazy. Like, I. But who could it be? I don't it's know. not this season. Disgusting. I I, Kenny and Mari. <laughs> yeah, Kenny and Mari. Maybe. What previously engaged couples are going to come down for a ten minutes of airtime in a wedding? I'm so glad that you guys are not doing anything with the franchise for your wedding. You're not, right? No. Okay. No. It's you guys who gets married on the beach. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. We're like, what do I could be? You guys are like, yeah, that is embarrassing. <laughs> who would do that? <laughs> but who could Rachel date? No one there, right? No, not no. No one there yet. She seems more mature than them. 
I mean, honestly, I don't think it happens because she talks about how good of a friend she is with Blake Moines when she what? was here last week. But like, what about Rachel pilot Pete Peter? Oh, oh the uh, oh Peter, he's cute and he's a pilot and she's a pi- like she's an Peter instructor. And he was. I, think, I feel like he connected with someone else. I think Jordan, the guy who she sent home on a one on one really early on in her season, maybe the first ever one on one. I feel like there's a promo of him coming back and them being like, "Wow, it's like we have a second chance at this connection." I feel like that's also potentially in the pipeline. Yeah, we're going to have a lot more people show up. I mean, I think I wonder if they're going to do anything with Avon and Rachel. I know. I know. Like, are they going to make that a thing? or Especially with Kylie being like, I could accept a proposal from him by the end of the summer because he's been fire reacting to my Instagram so. stories. Yeah. I do. I will say one part I did like is that in, in the beginning of the show, when and Kylie talking about like we've been DMing. I'm glad they finally just embraced that. I'm yes. glad they finally embraced that these people are meeting each other up and they're DMing and they are getting ahead of it and be like, hey, I'd like to meet you in paradise and just know that they're going to paradise rather than crucify these casts and use it as st- storylines to like discredit their character is if like these people are not allowed mm-hmm. to talk and communicate and meet each other at events. It's just been so played out. Like, let's bring in the real world that that is going on and the storylines that organically involve and bring it into the show rather than scare these people and to think they're doing something wrong. Yeah. I'm glad there's that, and I hope they continue that and not try to use it as a a weapon against these people. Would anyone, is anyone going to watch Catching Kelsey? Going back and watching Catching Kelsey? Or no? We feel he was so different back then. Interesting. He did look really different. He had, like, hair yeah I mean, his style hair, was like but he had like scary i know totally like i don't want it to taint my vision of him which yeah. is very high <laughs> i mean i was joking about this last week that like him and i are in the same club which is like bad reality te- bad reality television looking for love okay like well, him and i are peers basically okay so. last night i was Nick like is travis kelsey yeah. <laughs> so like you can't really tell us apart um he looks good there he looks so fucking hot here he's so hot last <laughs> night i was like i randomly said i was like i was like to my boyfriend i was like oh, i feel sad and he was like why it's like going through the reasons he was like you don't feel well he's like getting your period like like i was like i don't know why and he's like because he realized like travis kelsey is never gonna happen and i was like oh! <laughs> Yeah, but why did he do catching Kelsey? Just goes to show you that it doesn't matter where you start. Because he wasn't cool. Yeah. yeah, I think because he's down to clown. Yeah, I, I'm, I am intrigued. God, you, wait, why don't you watch our report back? Who is Travis Kelsey? Why? <laughs> what Taylor Swift fans need to know? <laughs> A Swifty's guide to Travis Kelsey. That's so nice. That's so. Funny. Have you always this. been on the Chiefs? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I've never been more engaged in football, you guys. Like, I was like, I was like. Did they play every week? And then I heard about the bye week thing. And then like the, I was like, how many fans are in this? I was like, are all football stadiums the same size? Like how many people are at MetLife right oh, now? Oh yeah. Like, and then I had Allie and Genevieve like texting in the group chat. Allie couldn't understand why Patrick Mahomes slid it to yard line and not just try to score because it, all it was to them is a wasted opportunity to have Travis score a touchdown. And what in reality, from a football standpoint, it was like Patrick Mahomes doing the smart thing to win the game. But like, what? They just didn't understand. You were just like, why is he, what, two yard line? We're so close. Like, I didn't say, why didn't he do the touchdown? He said, he can't get injured. I know football. Oh, 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 oh my oh, God. Oh, oh, I'm so oh, sorry, oh, Ellie. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Natalie, do you, like, do you like football? I, I feel like on your stories, you guys watch a lot. So yeah, I don't know if it's your... I am an, a big SEC fan. I'm an Auburn fan because uh, that's where I'm from. We're terrible. So I right haven't. Have it. Yeah, actually, it was a great game against Georgia. But dating Nick, obviously, there is no out 
with NFL Packer season. So I've come to really enjoy it. She's a pretty knowledgeable sports fan. Like every once in a while, we were talking about this last night. She asked me like if I like it or dislike it. She knows all about the sport. Every once, but she's not like, Every once in a while, she'll be like, well, what is that? And I'll explain it to her. Men love to explain things they're passionate about. <laughs> sure. True. But I don't have to, you know, sometimes if you have to explain football to someone who doesn't know anything about football, oh my God, not, it takes some time. Like there's, it's, it's more complicated like than you people realize. People do a really bad job of trying to explain football when it's like, you really just explain the downs and it all makes sense. But when you're no, starting no, at zero, you don't know where to start. It's, I've tried. But with Natalie, she knows like 90% about football. And the other 10%, it takes me like two seconds to be like, yeah, but this, that was this, a safety. And that. That's why and it was she's two like, points. oh, okay, yeah. And it makes total sense to her. We also at night read to the baby. And Aww. Nick has now started to want to read her Packer articles. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter what you read, it's just how you read it. Did you guys watch um, Quarterback on Netflix when um, Kirk Cousins, another person that I'm now into, he read like Sports Illustrated, like for kids to his son or something? Oh. I was like, you guys could read that. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it's. I've learned this from uh, the movie Three Men and a Baby. It doesn't matter what you read. It just matters how you read it. But also Nick's dyslexic, so it takes him a while to get so, through the books. So and I'm like, she's oh. probably so confused like, in there. I, uh, we read a baby book last night. It I'm was sorry, not pretty. Yeah, it's not pretty. <laughs> but when she learns how to read, she'll like persevere. It's true. Oh, you know, she'll yeah. be like, this so is you were gonna say she'll teach you. Yeah, also, that, also possible. <laughs> you both have your skills. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> what if she's born and she's like, why are we meeting Travis Kelsey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heard so much about Travis and Day. Uh, well, I hope they are dating come then. Yeah. What is your, uh, no bullshit, how real do you think Taylor and Travis is? I feel like because he actually did mention her so many times in the past few months and like actually has been a fan, I think he really does like her a lot. Like, I think he actually had a real crush on her. But I just don't, I think it's like a fun hookup. I don't see it being like person she marries. Who do you think is the person she can? You marry? see it as real? I don't know. But how could you not being Taylor? How could you not find him so delicious? You could, but and like she doesn't seem to like, really be fun. Like when those, she's those clips fun. where she was like, "Look at him," I was like, "Okay, girl, yes. yeah." Like I'll she is and again, fun. everything you learned about her ex Joe is that like he just Ugh. he was this always there. He was this like always following her you know her nepo boyfriend we didn't hear about their relationship it was his private little thing and you know and and travis is like this proud boyfriend that like listen his his life has turned upside down it's been nothing but great things for him so like he certainly benefited from the connection but he was fine you know what i'm saying he was fine before i don't feel like he's dating taylor and using no no no. and like what does she have to gain i don't even think she needs like concert or like uh, the movie no, she ticket nothing. sales. She's like sold out. Yeah, the she's first already sold week. out. She looks like, like she looks. Then you think back, you're like, oh, she hasn't dated anyone hot. I'm like, no, she dated Harry Styles, but, but kind of before he was like the, she dated, like she hooked up with John Mayer. Like she's hooked up with hot dudes. Like Yeah, but there's a difference between like hot artists and musicians and hot athletes. Yeah. And I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying they are very different. And I couldn't see you know, dating an entertainer and an artist could be just as high maintenance and have diva qualities. And listen, NFL receivers have diva qualities, but I could, I could just wonder if it's just so much more fun for her because it's like a totally different world. And again, he's comfortable in his own skin. He's a star on his own, you know, maybe in his, like the NFL might be a bubble, but it's a big fucking bubble in the United States. It's not worldwide. 
like Taylor is, but he's doing just fine. And I just wonder if he might be able to introduce Taylor to a world that she like didn't realize how much fun she could have in a relationship. Like she's cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers. Yeah. No, it's literally you belong with me. Yeah. 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 It's so fun. And they can both like reverse roles of like who is in the spotlight. Like he's playing and he's in the the spotlight. The tight end theory. Yeah. And yeah. And and then when she's literally in the spotlight, he has no problem like being a confident king and supporting his girl (laughs) and taking a back seat. It just makes too much sense. I need to watch Catching Kelsey so I can understand his intelligence more. I need to know his, like on SNL, he gave me more than I was expecting. So I'm like, I don't want to lump him into like, he's just an athlete. I think he's smart enough. Smart enough. I I don't know anything about him. So he could be a genius. I think his brother, well, his brother comes across as extremely intelligent. Has anyone watched that documentary on Amazon? And for, of it. and for those of you who don't know, from a sports standpoint, when it comes to like knowledge, I'm having so much time with it, the quarterback clearly he needs to be pretty intelligent and they have a lot of responsibilities. And it's often considered that the center and the tight end are two of the other most important positions in an offense. The center is in charge of telling all his offensive linemen what to do, when to do it. He's kind of the manager of the offensive linemen. The tight end has so many responsibilities because they have to pass and block and catch. And so you have to have a level of intelligence to play both those positions. They're related brothers. So he's no dummy. Like, I don't know if he's like a fucking genius, but like, he's not an idiot for sure. Period. Slay. Is that Period. it? Period. Slay. Period. Slay. All right. Well, Amy, as always, it's a ton of fun talking Lots to you of about gossip, pop guys. culture. And <laughs> and uh, you'll have to come back again soon. Yes, of course. We're back on Thursday. Huge episode with Izzy from Love is Blind. So many questions to ask about Izzy. I'm sure we'll ask him questions about his relationship with Stacy. Why are him and Stacy such mean girls to, to Johnny? Uh, oh my God, please put paper plates out with snacks. Oh, okay. We should do that. We should troll him. Yeah. <laughs> and Red Solo. Cuts. Does he stand by his treatment of Johnny or is there more to the story? We don't know. Obviously, we'll have questions about that and the rest of his cast. Uh, so be sure to tune in to that on Thursday. Uh, don't forget to send in those questions at asknickatthevilefiles.com for all things Ask Nick, texting office hours, mediations, you know the drill. Uh, and then we had a update classic last Friday that we dropped. So if you uh, are loving all these reality TV shows, but you also love hearing people's relationship stories and getting some advice thrown in there along the way, our Ask Nick episodes every Monday. And we drop those updates for you on Vile Files Classic once a month. And if you love those updates, don't forget we have so many more behind Vile Files Plus. Just go to vilefiles.com to sign up. It's a seven-day free trial. You're missing out if you haven't tried it yet. I think that's it. Amy, where can people find you? They can find me at AmyKNLA um, on all platforms and read my column in the LA Times for real every month. It's a great column. She does some great, interesting pieces on some of your favorite public figures. Uh, she just hasn't done one. I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends, Nick. That's I unethical. Know. I know. <laughs> um, be sure to check out all of uh, Amy's great stuff. We will be back on Thursday. Bye. Bye.